Yo! Alright everybody, alright, alright. So today is, um, today is actually Thursday, September the 10th, 2020. It's like 4.30 in the afternoon. Um, I wanted to talk about, uh, some shit I'm watching on Netflix, of course. And just run down to some shit that's going on uh, locally here to where I'm at. I don't know if you guys have been seeing these California wildfires, but god damn it is some fucking shit out there right now. Um, absolutely wild visuals coming out of NorCal. Uh, San Francisco has been painted red. East Bay is looking orange like a motherfucker. Like it, you know, it was like that down here in SoCal, but only for about a day. The the fires where we're at, it, they're they're far enough away from where where I live. And that the, all I'm getting is ashed. Um, but this whole West Coast is on fucking fire, man. Like even Oregon and up there, you know, it's on fucking fire. It's, burning burning this motherfucker is burning uh that coupled with this record-setting heat bullshit that we had like or uh labor day weekend was out it was out out of control man out of fucking control uh coronavirus is still going on i mean it's just a whirlwind like just a whirlwind of some bullshit like every fucking day it's something you know, and I don't know, and I don't know if it's me, personally, or if it's the way our news cycle is set up, or how social media is. Seeming like every day there's something where you're like, God damn, that is unfucking believable. Like I don't watch the news on regular TV hardly. Like I don't watch news. Uh, I don't watch regular TV hardly at all uh, I find regular TV so commercialized like you can get like three solid minutes of TV but you're before you're thinking like damn like it's it's fucking uh, you know some bullshit commercial and uh, you know it's just fucking one of those things like I you know I don't really I don't really care like for the commercials so I I don't watch TV outside of for like sports but I don't I'm not watching sports right now either because of the shortened coronavirus really fucked it up like basketball should have already had their championships like it should be done it's it's just so weird that they're still playing and now football's upon us today's op- actually opening kickoff versus the Chiefs and the Texans. And I, honestly, I thought this was a preseason game. I didn't know that these were real games already. I didn't know that this counted. I didn't know that the pre whole preseason was canceled. I didn't know that till I did my fantasy draft like three or four days ago. Which to me is it's to me it's wild because I'm like, like I didn't I don't fucking get it. Like all this shit is just so fucking mixed up and out of control. That, that that's just throwing me off, like sports wise. Like I would, I like to sit down and watch football on Sunday, because I'm not doing anything at the house anyways. Take a nap in between the games. Watch the Raiders play. 
you know, but it's just one of those things, like, I was like, fuck, like, I didn't even know, there's no, there was no warm-up to, like, the regular season, we're just like, it's just the season, it's just like, we're playing games now, like, it's all this shit counts, like, you know, it's just weird, so, you know, and it's just, and like I said, I, I don't know if it's me, but, like, I hang out on Twitter, that's my go-to app, and, like, every day there's, like, some fucking something, just some fucking thing, like, going on, like, in the world. If it's not fucking protesting in Portland or fucking Odell Beckham getting shitted on, <laughs> it's fucking one thing or the other, like, like it's hard to, like... Sometimes it's just some shit just like and I guess it's the same way on Instagram. Like you hear about things. Actually, to me it's Instagram. Well actually it's Twitter is the top dog. Anything that happens happens on Twitter first. Twitter breaks it and then they retweet it and the jokes come out and the memes come out after the fact. Instagram is about a day or two behind Twitter. Facebook's a whole week or two and Snapchat is really its own type of thing. TikTok is its own different thing. Um, in YouTube, people don't upload to YouTube daily enough for it to matter. The, the, everything's a reaction on YouTube. So YouTube's like a day or two or three behind Twitter as well. Twitter is the number one. If you want to find out some shit that's happening in the world, you just follow like. 100 or 200 different accounts and the moment something happens anything it could be anything any story that's fucking outrageous unbelievable crazy some fucking fire breaking out like you see it so I've been seeing all this stuff about the fires been going on and you know what we're California is always on fire I don't know how it is that these fucking fires seemingly they come every year and I know I know you know I lived in California and I'm well traveled in California now I'm like from uh, from top to bottom I know a lot of things and I can tell you where to go what to do what to see in different places um I can tell the different areas when people start talking about oh the Northern Cal Hayward, Walnut Creek, Salcedo, Morro Bay, you know Pismo, San Diego, Oceanside, um, you know Coachella Valley, you know Death Valley, you know, the Sierras. I know the different the regions Fresno, Modesto, you know OC, LA. Counties, Riverside, San Bernardino, you know, Agua Dulce, and I could go on for days name dropping the East Bay, Oakland, you know, Dublin, Pleasanton, Livermore, uh, Sacramento, you know, Stockton, you know, Palo Alto, you can go even up north by Davis. And I know, I know all the different places, but it just seemingly never fails that every fucking year there's like 30,000 acres burned here 
uh, right now there's a fire going on up in North Cal. It's like a hundred thousand acres. And I gotta tell you what, I gotta tell you something personally. I name dropped all those cities, right? They're, the cities are fucking big. California is bigger, and there's a lot of places that is really rural, r- r- rural in California. Fuck, I can't even say that. R- rural, you know, rural area. Um, but that fucking shit keeps burning every goddamn year, and it's like fuck. There's nothing left to fucking burn. I don't get it. There's nothing fucking left to burn. And this shit every year fucking burns. Like, I don't I quite understand it. Like, obviously, it's not the same spot burning every year, but it's like it burns one area and then the other areas that are not burned. Uh, two or three years go by and they catch on fire and then another two or three, and then it goes back to where the place that was burned originally. And you would think that... That wouldn't be the case, but it somehow it fucking is. I, I don't. I don't understand it myself. To me, it's the wildest thing on earth when you start seeing like, and they're you know, and right now I'm being tag, I'm being tag team fucking DF'd, fucking uh, tag team dual fireballed. I got this fucking El Dorado fire that's about. 20 some miles 30 some miles away from me Which is in the city of Yukaipa And I got this Fucking I forget what the fuck They're calling it But it's this fire in Monrovia The the foothill communities It's like Monrovia, Arcadia All these places That's fucking on fire That's like 20 And I'm in the middle And this mother Like The motherfucker Just looking The air quality Is piss poor Oh We need the winds To fucking I know the winds are bad you know, for fires, but the wind's gotta come in because this ash and soot and fucking is just fucking. You know, it looks like it's fucking snowing where I'm at. It looks like it sort of looks like it fucking and fucking snowing. Every day you walk out of your car with that, you can fucking wipe a handful of that shit off of your car every morning. It's been going on like four or five days now. Wipe that shit right off your fucking car with your bare hand. That's not getting to the nitty gritty scrubbing this motherfucker. And I'm breathing it in all day, you know. I'm we're wearing masks over here, but I'm not wearing a mask all day. It's just so crazy. These fucking fires. And then, like I said, it's like I'm getting. I was seeing these pictures of Northern California just absolutely fucking. Engulfed in fucking smoke and ash, and the sun gets not even shining through the, the San Francisco is orange. The pictures are orange. Like I don't know how else to describe it. It's like they woke up in a fucking. They woke up in hell. Like it's just the craziest thing. And you know I'm a big fan of North Cal. I wish I could switch where I lived. If I could, you know, it's one of my dream places to be up north in the Bay Area. More on Frisco side, you know. Just be there, just hang out and live there. You know, it's a big enough city to where it's big, but it's kind of by itself, or it's not as big as and crazy as Manhattan. But you still get a lot of stuff there. I mean, and I just seen the pictures of like, you know, the pyramid right there. I can't forget the name of the fucking building. 
the Transamerica Pyramid, uh, fucking just peeking through the skyline, just like a needle, orange as fuck. You know, the Golden Gate Bridge, like, just blending in with the background. Like, that's wild. To me, that's wild as shit. The Bay Bridge. You know, it's so crazy. They have to have their lights on and, you know, just to even get by during the day. Like, that, that's just so wild to me. Like, I've never, you know, I've been up there when it's raining, been up there when it's sunny, been up there cool and calm, and you never see some shit like that. Never. But, it, you know, it's just it's just a whole, you know, California's on fucking fire right now. Uh, props to the firefighters because I, I'm... I've worked for a lot of firefighters during during my lifetime. Uh, worked at their houses. Haven't lately. But, you know, if you're talking to three professions, in them, maybe there's four, but I, I think police, firefighters, and the emergency medical, you know, the ambulances, EMTs. Uh, and, I, you know, and you got to think about your... your I want to clump them into the building, but you're kind of like your your city workers that are your. And I know like Edison and your your SoCal Gas. I don't know. I'm, that's where I'm the gas companies called SoCal Gas and the water. The water is in the city. Those they're kind of a, more of a city, but they kind of do the same things that like police do and stuff. Like if there's an emergency, if you're fucking. The, the water in the street erupts. They come out like they fucking fix that shit. We take that, sh- take a lot of that stuff for granted. Uh, but firefighters, to me, they're the top dogs of the, all of them. Not only do they do what the fucking medical people do, uh, they they can jump down on you, administer CPR, fucking put you in a stint, bandage your wound, prep you pretty much so that way the ambulance gets there, they can just pick your ass up and take you to the hospital. Um, not only do that, they ba- they battle fires, like forest fucking fires and shit. But then they're the first ones on. If there's a fucking accident, they're the first ones on there, so they're rushing into the fucking the cars on fire. Fucking gasoline is leaking. They don't know if that shit's gonna blow up. Um, and they don't get as much credit as I think. The police officers want to have credit. Police officers want to be hailed as these fucking heroes of the saving the world, protecting the peace from the bad guys, and they don't get enough credit. That's you know, they're treat being treated like animals, and you know, they want, people want their heads. Well, you know what? They should start acting like fucking firefighters and fucking pull their fucking goddamn way. Police officers don't show up. Uh, to do anything but fuck fuck with you. I've never seen a police officer ever in my life get behind a car and fucking help an old lady put her tire on for her. Never. Uh, you never see them, you know... And you've never seen them doing shit. Nothing heroic. Absolutely nothing. They, oh, they get into a gunfight with some bank robbers... You know what? Uh, that that instance of them having violent shootouts is so rare that it, it doesn't. The most normal police officer doesn't come across it. I wouldn't even think 
once a year that they get into a fucking... In my city of Fontana, I haven't heard of a police shootout in a while. Do people run from them? Of course. Are they, are they rolling up on fucking people that sell drugs? Of course. And is it dangerous? Yeah, sort of. But, you know, in my, in my city where I live, I don't hear of fucking police having shootouts with gang members. Just because it doesn't happen. Uh, although the police, the the firefighters do roll up to burning buildings, roll out everywhere. Their shit is a little bit more dangerous. I don't think they get enough credit um, nationally wise, national media wise. Uh, maybe they're not as you know badass in other states. I don't can. Maybe there's no fires to fight in like Florida or something. I don't know. But the firefighters, they're the top dogs. It's just what it is. And then, yeah, I got to get to the EMTs because they're the ones, if you fucking got gunshot wounds, you know, they're the ones going to keep you alive. If you've been stabbed seven times, they're the ones going to keep you alive when you're in that fucking car all the way to the fucking... Yeah, they know what they're doing. They got to know. They, and then I think the police officer maybe third... Follow right behind them is your local city people. You know, because I think your local city workers, uh, when there's a down power line, of course they got to step up and do it. But they're at the same time, your power company would be shut your shit off and then demand a huge fucking payment to turn that bitch back on. Like, man, man, fuck you. Like, the same with the same with the police officers. They're not, they're not actually there most of the time to help you. I don't know how many times a fucking power line falls down in any particular city. Um, that maybe it's less than once a month. Because if these power lines were falling down daily, we would know. We would you would hear about it, but they're not. So that means to tell you that they're just running. Most ninety-five percent of the time, they're out there fucking shutting your shit off, just like police giving you a fucking ticket instead of actually doing what they're supposed to be doing. Anyways, that's enough about that. These fucking fires. I'm looking at the skyline right now. It's fucking just. It looks like it's. It looks like we're fucking got smog or clouds, but it's actually just smoke, smoke and ash. Crazy, but that's what's been going on. Um, it's opening kickoff. I may or may not watch this game. I'm gonna hit up my neighbor see if he's got it on. I right, roll over and watch it. If not. I may probably just uh, continue watching The Expanse. And and I also started One Piece, but I've only gotten like four episodes deep in One Piece. And it's a long fucking journey, so... You know, a thousand episodes. So, I mean, I'll, I'll start this fucking One Piece journey slowly. Uh, I want to watch Blue Exorcist. And... I actually think a Black Clover episode dropped too, so I'm I'm like bouncing around on the animes um, until I get a good one. Until like a whole season drops, like I want to watch a whole season of My Hero when it drops. I want to watch, you know, just different things. Uh, I kind of want to watch Food Wars on Crunchyroll as well, uh, but we'll see what happens. But anyways, I, I said I watched. Uh, Luffy's Monkey D. Luffy. Uh, 
uh, his the first like four episodes, and pretty much he wants to be the king of the pirates, and he's in search of the ultimate treasure, the One Piece. They haven't said what the One Piece is. Uh, he doesn't even have anybody. He went to go save Zoro, um, which I think is a which I think is a playoff of the actual guy Zoro, the fucking. <laughs> the Mexican version um, but you, you know he's part of his team and Cody I think or Kobe was there but he stayed he ended up joining the Navy um, supposedly Luffy's got these powers where he he can turn his body into gum gum which is basically he's basically a Mr. Fantastic he's stretched like and he, he's got all the powers that come with it. Uh, they just shot his ass up. He was able to bounce all the bullets back. Uh, so I don't believe uh, shooting him and doing it again. I don't think a fucking... He, you know, he already fell from like 500 feet in the air, hit the ground, nothing happened to him. So he can't really take damage. I think maybe except for if he's cut. Um, or they said he can't swim, but I don't know how true that is. That that shouldn't be the case, because if his body is rubber, he should be able to just to fucking float. So I don't get why they said he couldn't fucking swim. Uh, but whatever, if that's his, if that's his thing, like he can't swim because he's a pirate, because he ate the devil's fruit, then so be it. We'll, we'll go along with it. But I mean, so far it's so good. I kind of like where they're going. He's. The character is interesting, like, right off the bat. He's this uber, like, super positive character. Kind of, like, gone on Hunter x Hunter. Although, I think gone was, uh, gone was a little bit younger. Gone was, like, I think he was, like, fucking 10 or 11. Luffy seems like he's fucking a teenager. Not quite a man. But they don't say how old he is. But he was... No, actually, he was a kid... When um, Shanks gave him the fucking hat, and now he went, he's trying to find Shanks. Shanks, I think that's the guy's name. And he looks just like Luffy, but with red hair. <laughs> and he lost his arm, anyways. Uh, yeah, Luffy. He's got that over. He's got that positive vibe about him, uh, just like Gon did in. Hunter Hunter So I kind of Was like okay If you're gonna have That character Be the uber positive You gotta have The dark character And I don't know If Zoro's gonna Cut it With uh, As far like Gon had Killua Killua to me Was He's a better Anti-Gon Even though they're They both had a lot in common And they both Trained together And they grew up You know they did their, you know, the Green Island and all that, Camara and things. Uh, Luffy just found this fucking guy. He's part of the team, but I don't know. He's the master of the three sword technique. I don't know if he's uh, if he's uh, what do you call it? I don't know if he's gonna be the same as he's. To me, he seems like he's older. Than Luffy I don't know if he's gonna be His Killua I just don't know You don't know how to, I just, Like I said Barely started watching it 
Um, but I can kind of see what Luffy's going to be, his, how he how he's going to react to most situations. Like, it'd be interesting to see who's going to be the first one to make him really mad in the show. Um, or the first one that defeats him and sends him back to the drawing board. Like, Gon had Hisoka immediately almost... Uh, when he went to go take the hunter test, Hisoka was like on his shit. Uh, and now he may have gone cry and he fucking punched the shit out of him, gave him a fat ass welt on his face, and he was hiding. And then he was fucking with Gone ever since. Like, and Gone and him never actually squared up, like, to settle it once and for all. They did square up, but they didn't square square up. Uh, but it's interesting to see who that character is for for Luffy. Um, so there's uh, on Netflix they have like the first four seasons, which is like two hundred or one hundred and hundred, maybe two hundred and some odd episodes. So I'm going to watch those, and then as time goes on, I mean, I, mean, I guess I'll switch over to Crunchyroll and watch the other fucking eight hundred at, at my own leisure. I mean. You know, this is a, that's a fucking long ass. I mean, it's just like Naruto. Naruto's got a million episodes, and Dragon Ball. I mean, I, Dragon Ball's got a million episodes too. So, but that's that. That's a little bit about One Piece. Now, I watched The Expanse. I finally finished off the. I got back to The Expanse, and that was because I was started to watch The Boys on Amazon Prime. And I was like, you know what? I was fucking watching The Expanse. Let me finish. I was like, let me finish off season one. Because I know I was there, I was I was there on the cusp. So, all right, let me finish off season one, and I'll start season two to see if this gets any better. Because I know I was on the fences on season one, and I tell you what, season one to me, it's not a great season. It's really not. It, it's so confusing because there's so many different things going on and they don't have like a clear they just kind of throw like every episode it's something new something different's going on you get you get introduced to the OPA there's this fucking the cops there's fucking belters and there's fucking the Martians and there's these stealth ships and there's this guy who's a fucking robot and there's a fucking uh there are earthers and there's all kinds of fucking and then there's the story bounces all over and there's no clear direction but it does finally gain traction at the end where things become clear and Eros and Phoebe and there's there's there's, in season one the story is a jumbled mess it does come clear at the end honestly the last the the last two episodes or three are really good but the first six or seven or eight is hard to understand. Like, what's going on? Who these characters are? What the fuck? You know, the Doniger. Um, and I gotta say, season one, like I said, like it just has confusing. You know, all those names I just threw out at you. That is like. Basically, how season one unfolds. Like, if they just throw all of that shit at you, the story is big. And maybe, and perhaps somebody should have at least 
told me what I was getting into when I was watching it. Because I didn't, I wasn't getting it at first. I was like, what the fuck is this OPA in, in the fucking... You've got these guys, but they're not on Mars. And I thought they were, they were on the belt, but I didn't get what the belt was. And then I figured it out along the way. And then there, I know there was more. And then there's these stealth ships. And nobody could figure out who it was. They still haven't really figured out who it was. Um, these stealth ships that they couldn't catch or track or trace or anything. Um, fucking, they got these fucking... Martian motherfuckers that are kind of a bad guy, but they're kind of not, but they kind of are. You got Earth, is you know, Earth you can kind of relate to because it's from Earth. Anyways, season one, I gotta say it's probably like a six out of a ten because the budget for me also wasn't there. Like, it kind of looked like your cheesy sci fi sci fi drama, like Dark Matter, Uh, but Dark Matter eventually gained traction towards the end, like at the last possible moment dark matter got good um but this fucking expanse shit the budget wasn't there in the first the first season I gotta say it suffered it suffered from the two things not a clear direction way too many fucking characters the plot is jumping back and forth back and forth all over the fucking place the guy you know Thomas Jane I think is Thomas Miller or James Miller the character uh, he's on a wild goose chase across the entire fucking galaxy for a certain prison can't find and you know it's just one of those things like now like I said the story does fucking boil down to all the characters finally start getting around each other they form up a team and they find the girl however they don't say what it is and I'm still kind of working that out in my head she's infected with some sort of blue shit that's growing on her it's kind of like looks like the shit off of um, the last of us the game the zombies that they have the little scales on them that to me that's what it looks like it's growing out of her but it's blue and it's in space so immediately you kind of think it's alien but you don't know what it is they don't say what it is in the first season but the first season ends with Eros the Eros space station which is the home of the Belters and the OPA they got a hundred thousand people were just left to get fucking infected by this fucking thing like I said, your main characters don't know what it is. That's how season one ends. Season two picks up right where it leaves off. And I gotta say, season two of The Expanse is fucking amazing. I blew through the 13 episodes in like four days. I couldn't stop watching it. I was like, fuck. Now that all the players on the board, every, somehow they explained what's going on in season two a lot better than they did in season one and I don't get that because you know on season one it was so like they could have explained it I don't know why they didn't take the time to do like 10 minutes of explanation but in season two they do 
in season two, they pretty pretty much you find out that the Belters and the Bell is the asteroid belt, and that and they just talk about the Belt people, but they don't explain exactly what's the deal. The Belt people have been fucked over by both the Martians and Earth. Their entire existence. They're basically a slave colony. Um, and they want their foot. They want their seat at the table, at the big boy table. Fred, I can't think of the name. Fred something. Fred Johnson is like the de facto leader of the Belt. If they don't have their own government, they're broken off into different clans. Each, you know, the Belt. There's some asteroids big enough to live on, so they call them. They colonize these big asteroids, and they're spread out all throughout the belt. Um, and you know, like some of them have a hundred thousand people. They don't say exactly how many people are on the belt, but most of them are like they're just working for bare minimum wages. They're like they're basically slaves, but with a fancy term. They're basically like. Earth kicked off They made you believe Earth kicks off Like all the bum people Off Earth The Martians Don't have tolerance And they put all The poor people The ghetto people The drug users The this and that The fucking The murder They put them all on the belt Those are, That's the belt That's who the belt Is mainly comprised of Or So that the story Is told The Martians Are the first place that Earth colonized and now they they tell you that Mars basically wants to fucking do, be done with the Earth uh, Mars wanted to terraform the Martians wanted to terraform Mars but they've been unable to because every time they get close to the Earth and Earthers put their foot down and say that they own Mars and they want the resources that are coming out of the belt see Mars got smart and colonized the belt before Earth people on Earth did so Mars has all the and they have the resources water, metal steel uh, different things, different fuels that comes out of the belt because the belters harvest it on the belt, they got everything you need. There's ice and stuff there that can turn into water. Uh, so Mars can get this material first. However, Earth is kind of greedy and says, "Okay, that I guess they put a tax on Mars, and they anything that Mars gets is property Earth." So there was some beef, I guess, like, and the Mars Martians decided that the logical course for the prosperity of Mars was to instead of terraforming their earth instead of building you know the land and making it habitable they invested every single dime into every single person living on the planet they turned into a military powerhouse with the most advanced tech in the system and even though their numbers aren't great Earth and them have been kind of like side-eyeing each other. Like, Earth doesn't want to... Because if the Earth sends their nukes or sends the ships, 
Mars will retaliate and has the capability probably wiping off a good chunk of Earth and there'll be a stalemate more or less. Um, so they're at, it's a tis for that type kind of thing. Mars has been a hundred years without being terraformed. Earth, on the mean hand, has a lot of issues with Mars and the belt because the belt, uh, Earth is quick to cut off the humanitarian aid and this, that, and the other thing. Um, they paid friend Johnson as, as they label people as terrorists. Um, and they, they're just causing a lot of fucking problems. Everything causes a lot of fucking problems. Fred Johnson, ironically, and the people of the belt, they built their building or built this fucking ship for these Mormons. Huge fucking ship so that the Mormons could live there for a hundred or two hundred years and travel through space to where they think is the home of their God. And I thought that was kind of interesting because they're, they're building it. To me, it's not like a Death Star, but it's a fucking giant ass Mormon ass temple in space <laughs> um, so season 2 gets underway where nobody knows what happens on Arrows except for the crew of the Rasenate which is your main cast and crew and I can't think of nobody's name on the fucking Rasenate there's the four there's a, the black girl there's the muscle beefy guy there's a, the captain I can't think of the captain's name and then the other guy Who's a pilot? Those are your main four. They come across this thing in arrows, and it they come to find out it's called the proto molecule. They find out that how do they find it out? Oh, they track down the people that are fucking in control of it. Um, and they find out it's called this thing called the Proto Molecule. Uh, when they meet up with said homie and confront him about this Proto Molecule, they are informed that the Proto Molecule isn't a substance that any human made. Uh, they found that it was a weapon, or they're assuming that it is a weapon, and that. It landed in the belt. It crashed in the belt. However, its original trajectory was it was heading for Earth. Uh, it just never made it. So whatever the protomolecule was, as you said, I, I kind of got that it, it kind of takes over human beings and it turns turns them into like some sort of zombies. Uh, that's what it looks like in the beginning anyways. But that proto molecule was shot from there. They say they don't know where, but they, I mean, you gotta you gotta assume it was from extraterrestrial. Or they they actually give the UFOs a, a kind of a, a, a an outer orbit. They they the outer orbit. So that, yeah, this proto molecule they they don't know what it is, but these scientists, these mad scientists, started testing it. And they initially tested it on a planet Phoebe, but they got, I guess they got kind of scared and they burned it. That's where these stealth ships come in. These stealth ships were kind of uh, organized by a certain fucking company that they're investigating in. They got these fucking, 
they're these stealth ships and all this shit. They eventually needed a bigger test site and they chose arrows and they fucking put this proto molecule on the planet through this girl that um Thomas Jane was after the entire first season she was uh the first one on arrows with the infection and that shit just spread like wildfire uh, in season two, like I said, in season one, you, you're led to believe it's kind of like an infection. Like, they make it seem like it's a radiation spill. But it looks like they're making zombies. But they don't go the zombie route. Season two, it's... The proto-molecule, to me, it's kind of like... Uh, to me, it's kind of like... Like the flood on Halo Three, they kind of the same thing. Like it's an alien, it's an alien life form. It's definitely alien, but it's combining the humans and it combine and it and it's able to think and do things on its own. Uh, the characters go they 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 find all this out. They, they confront this doctor that's this mad scientist and he fucking tells them pretty much this should have already happened. We needed to we need to take the steps to figure out how to use it before somebody else uses it. He's testing it. Eros was just a test. It wiped out 100,000 people, but it was just a small sample. But they, they had so much to learn from it. And they fucking shoot that guy point blank in the head. Like, they just fucking blow his dome off. They then set out because they figure that there's no stopping the fucking if if any of that shit gets off of Eros, uh, they're in a world of hurt. So they go and they try to fucking blow up Eros. Meanwhile, tensions between Earth and Mars are ramping up because now, you know, things are starting to. The ball for this alien shit. Everybody's trying to use the proto molecule as a weapon. They want to weaponize it because they, Earth thinks that Mars, in, in to the degree Mars is using it as a weapon to hurt Earth. Earth wants their hands on it because they want to fucking. They don't want to get uh, outgunned. The belt steps in and they want it because they're tired of being stepped on by both Mars and Earth and they need it. Um, so there's, there's a three-way tangle between the, the belt, Earth and Mars, and you got to couple that in with the Rocinante. Uh You got the OPAs separate from most of the belters. You got the Mormons. You got a lot. You got, you got these shade shadow companies doing shit there's a lot going on but it's more it's more straightforward this time through and I you know and in the midway section Eros comes alive and, and it's got the proto molecule on it it eventually starts moving on its own uh, develops the means to move and it heads and it's actually headed towards earth it was going to crash into earth again but they crashed it into Venus 
uh, and they took uh, James Miller or Thomas Jane out the picture with that, you know, and a couple of the characters. Um, but basically, the proto molecule is this thing that everybody wants, but they know, but they're they're tempted to use it as a weapon, and and they don't know enough about it to, to weaponize it. They're trying to they're trying to weaponize it, but they don't know enough about it. Um, so the second half of the second season is centered around uh, a Martian group that. A Martian outfit that came into contact with a protomolecule being. They have actually grown a protomolecule uh, alien life form out of it, finally. And, you know, it looks human. It's able to live outside of a space without a vac suit, like as if it doesn't need to breathe air. Um, and now it becomes a... a a dicey tangle because Earth and Mars squabble a little bit. Earth sends all kinds of missiles out to space, you know, nukes. They trap some nukes. Um, the the Belters trap about 30 nukes. And tensions are rising because on this planet, um, fuck, what's the planet's name? Or it's actually a moon. I don't want to say it's gonadamine or I don't know something like that. Mars and Earth get into a little tussle over it. Um, they start blowing up, and actually the war is like there's. I think they're gonna be at war in season three, both Earth and Mars. I think that's what it's boiling down. To. I don't think they can stop the war, uh, even though people on all sides are trying to stop it. Uh, tensions are escalating between Earth and Mars to the point of they're pointing the gun at it. They're just waiting for one little bullet to slip before it's all out war in space. And I actually think the protomolecule is secretly behind the secretly behind the scenes pulling the strings. I think the protomolecule is actually wants Earth and Mars to fuck each other up. And then they're going to take over. The alien might take over. I, that's what I think is where it's going. Um, but like I said, yeah, they don't, we don't know yet. I haven't started season three. I plan on watching that next. Uh, I think there's like four or five seasons. So I'm kind of interested in season three. Hopefully it doesn't, doesn't let down on the quality. But basically, yeah, the, uh, the tensions are mounting between Earth and Mars like to the, to the 10th degree or to the point where... Uh, this proto-molecule is at the center of it, but the war between the two planets is fucking... They're on the... They're, like I said, they're a hair away from... from fucking dropping bombs and nukes at each other. And, and that's that's the expanse season one, season two. It, it's a good watch. Uh, it took... It took some time to get some traction to it. Um, I... I didn't know what to think about it I kept seeing it on Amazon like you know something to do with space and I was like okay I'll give it a chance I, I couldn't it was so slow the season was and gaining traction gaining traction and then it just finally got the traction like it just season two season two the budget is there uh, I like the little scuffles in space that they got you know there's there's a lot of good things that happened in season two a fucking a lot 
Um, there's, you know, all the all the space fighting, all that shit is phenomenal. The graphics, you know, space travel. Uh, they gave the Expanse a good little budget. I don't know who's behind it because I don't think it's sci-fi. But maybe it was made for sci-fi. It's a good story now. Like I said, um, I skipped over a lot of shit. But it, I mean, the, it's basically Earth and Mars at each other's throats with the belt. As like, I think the belt going to fuck over both of them. And I think... I think everybody's going to fuck over the Earth. I think the Bell and Mars are going to tag team Earth. And and this alien shit, this proto-molecule shit's not done with. Not by a long shot. They could barely kill off one. They ba- they ended up killing off one proto-molecule alien. But that that is just one. They made it seem at the very end of season two as if there's hundreds more on the way. And they're going to fuck up. Martian and Earth troops, and I like the I like the names. It's really well written too. You know, uh, season two, they refer the Belters refer to both the Martians and the Earths as their Martian and Earthers, or they call them the Inners. <laughs> um, you know, they there's a lot of animosity uh, between. Uh, Mars and Earth and they they both give each other their own fucking like slurs like they call the Martians the dust eaters or you're full of dust Uh, that's what they're like basically pound dust like that's all you are you're just dust like you're in shit and then uh, the Martians were talking shit on the Earth they're like you have an ocean and all you did was pollute it like you know like Ah, uh, you guys don't know how to take care of shit. I, I, I don't. They give each other na- these names, and it's it's really it's actually really good. Um, I give it two thumbs up. Now it says season one is really really slow. Season two does pick up in intensity. Um, and I'm kind of I'm excited for season three. Hopefully, season three doesn't doesn't let me down. So, you know, it is what it is. You know. Uh, I'm just thinking, like, hopefully season three, you know, is a lot, a lot better than than even season two. You know, maybe to keep the the same pace going. So I'm excited for that. Now, that was the excitement of roundup of season one and season two. I'm gonna watch season three, like I said. I'll get into a little bit more detail, be able to speak on it a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, football's back. So this Sunday, opening week, I'm gonna try to find out where we're gonna watch this game. Watch the football games, and then just fucking I'll let you know how the Raiders do. So here's to that. Hopefully the Lakers win tonight as well. And uh, that's it, man. I'm out. I'll get I'll get this episode posted up here shortly, and um, on to the next one. Catch you guys later.